Hello, welcome to Basecamp for Men. I'm your host, Tony Rezac. This is the show that gives you insights and resources on how to live a more courageous life. We'll be looking at men, the current state of masculinity, and how to create a more inspiring narrative for all men. Welcome and let's get started. Hello, base campers. Hope you're all doing well. Well, today is Independence Day, our nation's birthday. And why am I doing this episode? Well, because I love America. I really always have, even while I was being educated at university to be ashamed of her by thinkers like Noam Chomsky and Howard Zinn, who were extremely fond of pointing out America's mistakes and not pointing out any of her greatness. And in retrospect, many of the things they were pointing out were operations of the globalist deep state CIA and were not connected to the American Republic or we the people. Today, I'm using the President's Advisory 1776 report and putting together this Independence Day Firestarter for you. I hope you enjoy it. Let's start with a respectful ritual for our dear Lady Liberty. Close your eyes, base campers. Close your eyes and picture a large American flag in your mind's eye. Put your hand on your heart as you picture this flag. I pledge of allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you. In the course of human events, there have always been those who deny or reject human freedom. Americans, though, will never falter in defending the fundamental truths of human liberty proclaimed on July 4th, 1776. We will, indeed, we must always hold these truths. If not us, who will carry this principle? Today, however, Americans are deeply divided about the meaning of their country, its history, and how it should be governed. This division is severe enough to call to mind the disagreements between the colonists and King George and those between the Confederate and Union forces in the Civil War. They amount to a dispute over not only the history of our country, but also its present purpose and future direction. The facts of our founding are not partisan. They are a matter of history. Controversies about the meaning of the founding can begin to be resolved by looking at the facts of our nation's founding. Properly understood, these facts address the concerns and aspirations of Americans of all social classes, income levels, races and religions, regions, and walks of life. The principles of the American founding can be learned by studying the abundant documents contained in the record. Read carefully and fully, they show how the American people have ever pursued freedom and justice, which are the political conditions for living well. To learn this history is to become a better person, a better citizen, and a better partner in the American experiment of self-government. Comprising actions by imperfect human beings, the American story has its share of missteps, errors, contradictions, and wrongs. These wrongs have always met resistance for the clear principles of the nation. Therefore, our history is far more one of self-sacrifice, courage, and nobility. America's principles are named at the outset to be both universal, applying to everyone, and eternal, existing for all time. The remarkable American story unfolds under and because of these great principles. Of course, neither America nor any other nation has perfectly lived up to the universal truths of equality, liberty, justice, and government by consent. But no nation before America ever dared state those truths as the formal basis for its politics, and none has strived harder or done more to achieve them. 
In two decisive respects, the United States of America is unique. First, it has a definite birthday, July 4th, 1776. Second, it declares for the moment of its founding not merely the principles on which its new government will be based, it asserts those principles to be true and universal, quote, applicable to all men in all times, unquote, as Lincoln said. There was no United States of America before July 4th, 1776. There was not yet, formally speaking, an American people. There were instead living in the 13 British colonies in North America some two and a half million subjects of a distant king. The task of national renewal. All the good things we see around us, from the physical infrastructure to our high standards of living to our exceptional freedoms, are direct results of America's unity, stability, and justice, all of which in turn rest on the bedrock of our founding principles. Yet today our country is in danger of throwing this inheritance away. The choice before us now is clear. Will we choose the truths of the Declaration of Independence? Or will we fall prey to the false theories, I'm looking at you, Karl Marx, that have led too many nations to tyranny? It is our mission, all of us, to restore our national unity by rekindling a brave and honest love for our country and by raising new generations of citizens who not only know the self-evident truths of our founding, but act worthy of them. The great project of national renewal depends upon true education. To remain a free people, we must have the knowledge, strength, and virtue of a free people. From families and schools to popular culture and public policy, we must teach our founding principles principles and the character necessary to live out those principles. This includes restoring patriotic education that teaches the truth about America. That doesn't mean ignoring the faults from our past, but rather viewing our history clearly and wholly with reverence and love. Above all, we must stand up to the petty tyrants in every sphere who demand that we speak only of America's sins while denying her greatness. At home, in school, at the workplace, and in the world, it is the people and only the people who have the power to stand up for America and defend our way of life. Teaching America. The primary duty of schools is to teach students the basic skills needed to function in society, such as reading, writing, and mathematics. Our founders also recognized a second essential task, Educators must convey a sense of enlightened patriotism that equips each generation with a knowledge of America's founding principles, a deep reverence for their liberties, and a profound love of their country. Make no mistake, the love we're talking about is something different from romantic or familial love, something that cannot be imposed by teachers or schools or government edicts, least of all in a free country. Like any love worthy of the name, it must be embraced freely and be strong and unsentimental enough to co exist with the elements of disappointment, criticism, dissent, opposition, and even shame that come with moral maturity and open eyes. But it is a love all the same, and without the deep foundation it supplies, our republic will perish. States and school districts should reject any curriculum that promotes one-sided partisan opinions, activist propaganda, or factional ideologies that demean America's heritage, dishonor our heroes, or deny our principles. Anytime teachers or administrators promote political agendas in the classroom, they abuse their platform and dishonor every family who trusts them with their children's education and moral development. A Scholarship of Freedom 
Universities in the United States are often today hotbeds of anti-Americanism, libel, and censorship that combine to generate in students and the broader culture at the very least disdain and at worst outright hatred for this country. The founders insisted that universities should be at the core of preserving American republicanism by instructing students and the future leaders of its true basis and instilling in them not just an understanding but a reverence for its principles and core documents. Today, our higher education system does almost the precise opposite. Colleges peddle resentment and contempt for American principles and history alike, in the process weakening attachment to our shared heritage. In order to build up a healthy United citizenry, scholars, students, and all Americans must reject false and fashionable ideologies that obscure facts, ignore historical context, and tell America's st- story solely as one of oppression and victimhood rather than one of imperfection, but also unprecedented achievement towards freedom, happiness, and fairness for all. Historical revisionism that tramples honest scholarship and historical truths shames Americans by highlighting only the sins of their ancestors and teaches claims of systemic racism that can only be eliminated by more discrimination is an ideology intended to manipulate opinions more than educate minds. Deliberately destructive scholarship shatters the civic bonds that you unite all Americans. To restore our society, academics must return to their vocation of relentlessly pursuing the truth and engaging in honest scholarship and America's place in it. Created Equal or Identity Politics Americans are deeply committed to the principle of equality enshrined in the Declaration of Independence, that all are created equal and equally endowed with natural rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. This creed, as Abraham Lincoln once noted, is the electric cord, as he said, that links the hearts of patriotic and liberty-loving people everywhere, no matter their race or country of origin. In recent times, however, a new creed has arisen to challenge the original one enshrined in the Declaration of independence. This new creed, loosely defined as identity politics, has three key features. First, the creed of identity politics defines and divides Americans in terms of collective social identities. According to this new creed, our racial and sexual identities are more important than our common status as individuals equally endowed with fundamental rights. Second, the creed of identity politics ranks these different racial and social groups in terms of privilege and power with disproportionate moral worth allotted to each. It divides Americans into two groups, oppressors and victims. The more a group is considered oppressed, the more its members have a moral claim upon the rest of society. As for their supposed oppressors, they must atone and even be punished in perpetuity for their sins and those of their ancestors. Third, the creed of identity politics teaches that America itself is to blame for oppression. America's electric cord is not the creed of liberty and equality that connects citizens today and to each other in every generation of Americans, past, present, and future. Rather, America's electric cord is a heritage of oppression that the majority racial group inflicts upon minority groups, and identity politics is about assigning and absolving guilt for that oppression. According to this new creed, Americans are not a people defined by their dedication to human equality, but a people defined by their perpetuation of racial and sexual oppression. 
The Incompatibility of Identity Politics with American Principles Identity politics divide Americans by placing them perpetually in conflict with one another. This extreme ideology assaults and undermines the American principle of equality in several key ways. First, identity politics attacks American self-government. Through the separation of powers and a system of checks and balances, American constitutionalism prevents any one group from having complete control of the government. Identity politics sees politics as the realm of permanent conflict and struggle among racial, gender, and other groups, and no compromise between different groups is possible. Identity politics relies on humiliation, intimidation, and coercion. American self-government, where all citizens are equal before the law, is supplanted by a system where certain people use their group identity to get what they want. Second, by dividing Americans into oppressed and oppressor groups, activists or social justice warriors propose to punish some citizens, many times for wrongs their ancestors allegedly committed, while rewarding others. Members of oppressed groups must ascend and members of oppressor groups must descend. This new system denies that human beings are endowed with the same rights and creates new hierarchies with destructive assumptions and practices. These degradations of individuals on the basis of race expose the lie that identity politics promotes the equal protection of rights. Advocates of identity politics argue that all hate speech should be banned, but then define hate speech as anything that is not in complete agreement with their Marxist viewpoints. This, of course, leads to cancel culture that punishes those who violate the terms of identity politics. Third, identity politics denies the fundamental moral tenet of the Declaration of Independence, that human beings are equal by nature. This founding principle provides a permanent and immutable standard for remedying wrongs done to Americans on the basis of race, sex, or any group identity. Repudiating this universal tenet, activists pushing identity politics rely instead on cultural and historical generalizations about which groups have stronger moral claims than others. They claim this approach offers a superior and more historically sensitive moral standard. But unlike the standard based on a common humanity, what Lincoln called, quote, an abstract truth applicable to all men and all times, unquote, their historical standard is not permanent. Rather, it adjusts to meet the political fashions of a particular moment. By this standard, ethnicities that were once considered, quote, unquote, oppressed can, in short order, turn into, quote, unquote, oppressors. And a standard that can turn a minority from victim a villain within the course of a few years is no standard at all. Fourth, identity politics activists are often radicals whose political program is fundamentally incompatible not only with the principles of the Declaration of Independence, but also the rule of law embodied by the United States Constitution. Antagonism to the creed expressed in the Declaration seems not an option, but a necessary part of their strategy. To conclude, identity politics is fundamentally incompatible with the principle of equality enshrined in the Declaration of Independence. While not as barbaric or dehumanizing, this new creed creates new hierarchy as unjust as the old hierarchies of the antebellum South, making a mockery of equality with an ever-changing scale of special privileges on the basis of racial and sexual identities. All Americans, and especially educators, should understand identity politics for what it is, a rejection of the principles of equality proclaimed in the Declaration of Independence. As a nation, we oppose such efforts to divide us and reaffirm our common faith in the fundamental equal right of every individual to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. 
I would like to conclude with the American's Creed. I believe in the United States of America as a God government of the people, by the people, for the people, whose just powers are derived from the consent of the governed, a democracy in a republic, a sovereign nation of many sovereign states, a perfect union, one and inseparable, established upon those principles of freedom, equality, justice, and humanity, for which American patriots sacrifice their lives and fortunes. I therefore believe it is my duty to my country to love it, to support its constitution, to obey its laws, to respect its flag, and to defend it against all enemies everywhere, forever. Thank you, base campers, and happy birthday, America. We love you. If you find value in our show and wish to show us some love, we are now making that very easy to do. You simply go to www.basecampformen.com and click on Donate Support Basecamp. You'll find an easy way to make either monthly donations for as little as $5 a month, or you can donate just once. We love the monthly donation and hope to build this up over the coming months, but any show of support is greatly appreciated, honestly. Thank you for your support and for helping to keep Basecamp as a resource on your hero's journey. That's our show for today. Thank you for listening. Men, good luck in all your endeavors and good luck on your hero's journey. This is Tony Rezac and you're listening to Base Camp for Men.